Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000 year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parishat as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings, this is Parisha, and I'm your host of Windows in Your Mind. This is an exciting and wonderful time, and I have found many ways to improve my ability to kind of stay caught up with you and spend each week at least a special time, a special hour that we share. Anyway, this is a season to where many things are happening, and as I travel, which seems sometimes to get in our way, because Jules is definitely immaculate at the way she wants to actually have our shows aired. So sometimes the technology is a little rough, and it doesn't necessarily help me get my hour on in the whatever period of time, whatever perspective I'm doing. But right now that's getting better, and we're very, very happy to be able to spend our time with you now. This hour that we have is based on your questions and your inquiries and the many, many communications, some of them face-to-face at different programs that are going on and the travels that we do, and a lot of it is through technology and social media. But if you wanted to get in touch directly with me, you want to go to my email, and that's parisha at parishaonline.com. Okay, and we will be letting you know a little bit about that later on as well. But there's tons of stuff that comes in and so many wonderful uh, additions that you add to things that I'm sharing. And also, your questions are just right on most of the time that actually begin to add another leg or another arm to the particular discussion that we did have. So I'm keeping up with many of you, and you're, you're definitely with me on my fan page and on the the friends page. So uh, just a, it's wonderful to have you. You you make up my life. It's exciting. And don't think for a minute that there's too many of us that I don't feel you out. Yes, I do. I realize I'm surrounded by loved ones. So some of the things I want to do on today's show is actually clear up some confusion that I've created. And that's by actually announcing on the various levels of social media the particular things that I'm involved with or moving through as I'm going along things. And that was some announcements that I'd made some weeks back that now we're very much involved and moving with our seasonal ceremonies was the term that I used. 
And for many of you, you know, it's like, okay, so this is the only time we're doing ceremonies. No, no, that definitely was not clear when I said it that way. We do ceremonies all year. The particular ones for me and the greater enthusiasm that I said more than likely in that statement was there from spring to fall, there is a number of dances that are related to the sun. Sun dances, sun ceremonies, sun festivals, uh, different initiation levels. You know, the, it's a, a time that we can travel and get close together, that the weather permits greater range and reach of travel, and things just, you know, it's, it's a bubbling, happy, uh, very high energy time. But we also go through the winter with our initiations and particular seasonal ceremonies and stuff. So uh, basically, our life revolves around four quadrants of a wheel, and those involve all that we do in a full year's time. And in that, along with that, what we do to initiate and grow. It's a part of our particular way and perspective, our being the Cherokee influence from my grandmother's side of the family, that you continue to add to yourself. You continue to grow. There's not some place you come to be of this age, and after that there's no need for you to learn more, do more, or expand yourself. I'm 76, and I still go through initiations, and I still continue to learn and reach and search. Uh, that whole particular idea, and, and especially the nudges of you know encouragement that are to keep you going in our communities to actually reaching further and further into your curiosities and your thirst, the hunger that you have to know certain things. So that led me into the sciences that I teach and discuss today and actually learn. I've learned how to use the sciences very much to validate the very nature and oral teachings of my indigenous families. So uh, those things are are big part of my life. I mean, my whole year revolves around the seasonal track, okay? This particular part of the season definitely involves my attending many of the celebrations of many cultures and many peoples. So with that, you know, I, I share as much as I can with that with you. What happens is because I'm on the road traveling so much and technology is not quite predictable, okay, then I can't really record or can't send the recording that I've made into our studio so that our beautiful Jules can't actually clear enough of that to go on air with. Uh, she insists on the top quality for you and that always you are given the best of what our network can offer, which I support with all my heart. It's just that I can't always be in full cooperation with it. So we've gotten a little bit better. We're learning a lot more. We've bought some different equipment, and we're hoping that as we're journeying and as we're traveling, we can include sharing those particular places on site in the moment with you. So this is us moving forward, getting greater, getting better, and hoping that that means and helps you along even more as well. And so some of the things that you're asking is like about particulars on this. Well, we have initiations that through the summer ceremonies, it's a time of, you know, that we definitely acknowledge the growth of our young people and the, the young girls coming on their moon time, young men coming into their seasons of responsibility, uh, some warrior training, definitely teaching people to be of the earth and all of the various things that's needed to actually be an earth keeper. 
Okay, the initiations can be anywhere from going into a relationship or what many of you will refer to as a marriage. Um, then, you know, there's, like I said, there's just, I, I can't even begin to try in this little bit of time to list everything we do that we call initiation. But all these ceremonies involve at some level or another, this is, would be a time we would definitely bring forth those that are ready for initiation and various things that happen. And each culture, I respect that each culture has its own with that, okay? There's no, you know, one thing across the board in how it's done, no because of geographical needs as well as geographical acknowledgement of differences, we acknowledge, you know, that not everybody sees the same totems, not everybody is on the same page, and not everybody's particular devotion is for the same thing. You know what I mean? So all of that comes about having then a very uh, strong contrast or, or what I would consider texture. Uh, in how we actually celebrate the cycle of the sun and the growing season, as well as the relationship season that summer brings to us. Because now we can travel, now we can go greater distance because the snow or the weather and the conditions are enhancing to that. So this is a time where we have katua, which means getting together, the togetherness. So under that we can share different ways that we've learned to prepare things that make life comfortable, the skinning of the animals, the particular manner of maybe preparing food, healing situations. I mean, this is a time when people bring their skills and, and things that they've learned and better ways to help people's lives be comfortable. We come together and we share those things. Yes, there are some who feel that they can't do that for whatever reason they suppose and if that's their case, that's okay too, you know. But those who come actually share many, many wonderful solutions to a lot of life's needs. And that helps us all. That may basically makes up what the word kutua means. When we come together, happiness is a big part of that. It's a time of reunion. We haven't seen people for months, maybe sometimes even years. And it's a time we catch up. And find out, you know, for that for many of us who have, will maybe have people who have passed on, and then we see the newborns. And it's really a time of just great rejoicing of humanity. So in those ceremonies, it helps us actually include the planet and creation and all of the animals and, and the different plants and what, I mean, what we consider creation, period, which would involve all life. And when we realize that all life is energy, then we realize then we are working with the connectedness and the interconnectedness that many of us share because we think in the same consciousness. So when I'm speaking of those ceremonies and speaking particularly of the spring, summer, right into the fall, it's a big time. It really is. And it's a time that in most cases I'm seldom, if ever, home or in one place for more than a week at a time. And uh, I wouldn't change that for anything. So it would also be a time now for us to actually determine the change, like, you know, in the phases, our life phases or our life cycles. This is a great time of acknowledgement of that, those who obviously are coming in to their seasons of 
positioning, you know, like definitely with the elders and then the healers and those particular people that make up probably the focus or the center of most people's lives. And then we go into, like I said, including uh, women, particular women uh, ceremonies and particular uh, activities are done for the men as well and then definitely everything around it is included and exposed and, and open for the children to be a part of but then there are actual you know initiations that are particularly for the children and helps us go through the various phases of what life is so as we prepare ourselves for the different initiations we're actually advancing through evolution and coming to where we are more accountable and more particularly able and uh, active with the particular overall family of humanity. Along with that taught to have respect for the greater and, and larger intelligence that encompasses all of that as well as the individual intelligence that contribute to that which would be plant, mineral and all of the other particular things that make up our world, our trees, our stones. The elements is another level of initiation we go through as we can work with the elementals and actually working with the cosmos and the family at large, which we consider there. Where most people aren't very open to that. Those of you in UFO communities and that you are. But we see those as the ancients. And we understand that they do come, they teach us, and they are present. So some of the ceremonies actually involve that, okay? And so it's just a very wonderful, rounded way to live. It has given me absolutely no looking back with remorse for my 76 years. Uh, the challenges have been definitely something that I could advance myself from, and I would only hope that as we're moving, all of you come to share in it at whatever level you can, wherever you're at. If you can only do it as a loner, fine. If you can do it by pulling some other like-mindeds together with you, you know, we'll share whatever we can that would actually help you connect into our particular ceremonies. And like I said earlier, if you have questions or want some direct information, do contact me at Parisha, Parisha Online, okay? Parisha at Parisha Online. Okay, so... That, that, I hope, has answered a lot of the, the confusion that I started by saying, you know, this is the time of ceremonies. Yes, it is a time of ceremonies, but it doesn't mean the only time, okay? The, uh, ceremonies run us right through the year. When we come to our fall, there's just a tremendous amount of activity that involves our fall ceremonies, as it does the spring when we do green corn and the planting times. Okay, and then when comes fall, there's the harvest, which takes on a tremendous amount of activity. And then there's the preparing of the food, the drying, the canning, and the so forth on that actually happens in gatherings and people coming in to get together to make greater production and volume. And then along with that, of course, there's dances, social dances, and particular activities that sometimes actually are the seeds to new romances. So, I mean, it's just, it's probably as open a life as ever a person could live. And for us, we see it as a track that we keep. I've had some, you know, definitely encounters with people who don't really have the commitment level to live life as a circle. So they come into things and they spend a certain amount of time with it and then they feel at that point they've got what they want from it and they leave it. 
I don't think as an indigenous thinking person we can understand that because life goes on. After you come to know a certain amount of anything that some some activity will give you, you're in support of the others that are coming and asking or as well as allowing it to take you to another level. So sometimes in the ceremonies people will see it as a two-year, a three-year, a four-year commitment and after that, they think that they don't have to come anymore or they don't, you know, it's like, so it, they, I guess they kind of still are in the mind frame like you who have gone into the teaching institutions called schools and that you go for so long and you graduate or whatever. That's true. Our ceremonies give us the level of achievement so that after a particular teaching or a particular thirst for, you know, learning happens, you learn this, but then the actuality of learning that is to apply it and to let, then let it become a contribution that you're capable of. So there's a lot of people that will come and ask me along the way, can, you know, can I get in that? Can I, you know, what, it, how, what is that and how much of a requirement is there for that and so forth. And I'm probably the last one you want to really ask about that because to me it's the commitment is life. You know, and yes, there's probably a lot of people out there that will teach you, you know, you can go to this particular ceremony and it's a four year ceremony. And I know there are many native peoples that are teaching Sundance and they say that's a four year commitment and so forth. And not. But at the same time, after you acquire whatever it is that you need to learn in order to be effective in it, I don't understand then why you would quit. I don't understand then why you believe it's over. Because then is when you start using it and giving it to everything you've learned and allowing your particular part in it then to increase its value and its power. And I've had many within my own years of, of the cyclic seasons and the ceremonies do, you know, they, they, they've come so far and decided that that was, came, that's what they learned, you know. And then it's like, and then they go back to whatever their world and whatever their reality of that is. And it's like, okay. So, you know, I recently I had an elder actually ask me that. Why is it that the mainstream people have such a hard time committing to, you know, one seasonal event? And I didn't have any answers for him. You know, I, I just looked at him and I said, I know what your question is based on. And it, that they've had a whole year to prepare and a whole year to, you know, get what done, what they need to be done. I, I don't know how to give you an answer to that, Grandfather. I just know that in their reality, that's what they believe, is that it was it, it was impossible for them to do. So with it, I, I let it be whatever it is. It's the fact that in an indigenous person's mind, if you've made a commitment... There's no way you can break it. You know, there's just no way that you can come about not showing up, okay? And then I've had people, I know in my experience, and I'm sure that was the base of his questions, I've had people that at the end of a ceremony, they know that this is the time that we come forward and say if we're going to change or if we're going to do something different. Because if not, the expectation is, is that we're going on. And so... 
they use that then to say, oh, well, I, you know, I determined as of last ceremony that I wasn't going to do the other ceremony. Well, then, did you bring an offering, an appreciation? Did you acknowledge? Did you communicate? You know, and so definitely with indigenous people, there there is a certain amount of that kind of activity or that kind of stuff that they consider mainstream or mass mass society, and uh, the fact that I'm a mixed blood, and I realize that society are non-natives. I realize at that point they see that as a non-native uh, kind of expectation, and I don't. I don't have that expectation. I I realize that. I think people have to work their way through their own confusion and their own limitations. So I don't ever personalize that. I do my best to have a person understand the seriousness of their word, honoring their word, and holding to commitments. Uh, in that, working with a woman's circle, just all, I think it was last Thursday even, one of the women had asked a question. And she was sharing that she's in the process of a divorce. And then she asked the women that had gathered there, and there was about 36 of us, who who in the circle have actually, who are all already divorced. And I was sitting there and watching, you know, two-thirds of that circle raised their hand. And I'm looking at an age group in from 25 to 50 easily, okay, and I'm looking at that, it's like, wow, you know, so when she got through making her point, my question come back, and I says, well, since we're on the subject and we're in that, can we actually discuss what that's about? I'm in a marriage and a relationship for 47 years, you know what I mean? And I know where the times have been to where I would like to have walked away or had a change of heart or whatever, you know what I mean? But I mean, I had a commitment, and and my word you know, I had my word attached to that commitment, you know. And so I, I, I would live up to that to honor myself, not not whether the other person deserved it or not. It's about me. You know, what what am I doing? What kind of honorable position do I hold? And, and at the same time as a healer and a person of wisdom, you know, how am I allowing or forgiving or whatever is needed in a situation like that? So we, we discussed that, and we were scheduled to, like, have a two-and-a-half-hour meeting, and it went on for, like, five hours. Because once I put that question, as well as that statement, into the activities, the women all began to share how, you know, they, a lot of them looked and took serious review of their own activities. But in most cases, they felt that their partners had not actually honored uh, the fact that they had a commitment. And, you know, then we shared uh, one of the particular coming together ceremonies we have is that we don't see marriage as until death do we part. Marriage to us is a seasonal commitment and, and actually a, a review of what we have done to help each other's growth. You know, sometimes that means one of us or both of us have to go separate ways to get something done and then we meet back at home base or whatever. But it, it's about each person in the relationship growing and continuing to expand the particular knowledge and wisdom of, of their life's purpose and value.
which, you know, there's two purposes here. Some we can share, some are individual. So when I was looking at that, it was, then I heard all of the, all of the particulars that went on in these ladies' lives and everything, and it was like I just looked at that. And when we, you know, when we were through and everything, even though it had gone a lot later, I was very quiet when they left to just sit and think about that. Because many times the fact that I'm a mixed blood and I hold my traditional teachings, you know, many times other natives, for whatever their reasons are, something else has challenged me on my particular perspective of spirituality or even my right to teach it, okay? And all of that's come down. But at the same time, you know, I... I live it. It's me. It's not something it's like I say to people who have some objections to whatever I'm teaching or saying. I was born a Cherokee. I look through the eyes of a Cherokee and I will leave this world as a Cherokee. And that's definitely my statement. I stand on that. So when we were through with this particular program, I just felt the need for some stillness, you know, a quiet time. And I sat and pondered that. And at that moment, I, I had such... A massive swelling up, I want to say, just a filling up of love and respect for all of the traditional women in my life who have showed me the strength, the courage, and the perseverance it takes to live those commitments. And uh, and remembering, you know, some of them were very close and upfront relationships, knowing some of the experiences in their particular story and. Uh, realizing I had used those to learn on my way through and sometimes actually used their particular stories and, and things I'd learned through watching and being with them that I was able to apply to my own need at, in given times. And uh, to think that we have come to be a society where commitment to relationship is something that women and men are no longer willing to make and that we have a lot of people like the word partner has now replaced the word coming together or marriage, you know. And and I realize a lot of religions are trying their best to, you know, get get families together and, and live under a religious rule and house and all of that. I think it it's even deeper than that. I don't believe it has anything to do with the commitment words or the commitment vows that we take to another. It has to do with us, the in, the inner being of us. I know for me, you know, there are times, and, and I'm, I do a lot of work, I do a lot of life coaching, so I'm aware this is not unique just to Parisha, okay? And so I hear, you know, people say, you know, I just didn't want to go on. I had just come to a place I just didn't feel I could... Do it again, you know. Hey, been there, done that many, many, many times. And the only thing that picks me up is, okay, but you gave your word. You said, you made a covenant. You gave a commitment. And I can only say to you that that is, there's a major force of strength and power and clarity that comes to me from that. And I don't I I really don't know what to contribute that to, beloveds. I've looked at the many phases of my own life, you know what I mean? And I can go back to my beginnings and say, well, in my beginnings it was very, very apparent 
But along the way, there's been a lot of persuasions and probabilities that could have been if I had taken them up. You know what I mean? And uh, it's it's just a matter again that when I look at it, it is not just something that's happening between the genders or particular people of coming together in relationships of any sort, same gender or uh, individual, you know, separate genders. It's come. It's it's what we're looking at in our religions, and it's looking. It's what we're looking at in our governments. It's what we're looking at in all our communities. It's what we're looking at in our own species, humanity. And then we have all these wonderful sciences that actually show, you know, that especially quantum physics that has definitely opened a door to realizations that were kept in the dark ages for over a hundred years or more. But it's like now we understand that in the level of energy and all of the sciences that validate what we are as a life and our connection to the source of that life, you know, we have to come to some consent and awareness that there is something there, whatever you want to call it, whatever sacred name you give it, you know, and then you have to look at your relationship to any of that. And and what I see and what my concern is and where I put all of my energy is helping you get in touch with you. You know, when you become significant to you, when you when you actually begin to realize it, it doesn't matter, you know, in the privacy of your mind and your thoughts. It isn't a matter that all these other people know. Though we're quickly coming to the natural ability to actually read each other's thoughts and know each other in a transparent way. We are coming to that, beloveds. But even without it having to evolve to where you can't pretend and you can't pull, you know, the BS over on anybody in you, how do you love you? You know, it's like times when things weren't actually where I would want them to be. And there's definitely times you could think you're forsaken. You know, where do you go? How do you heal? How do, how do you take on mind child? Mind child is what I call that part of us that's continuing to evolve to the higher level of conscious probabilities and how, you know, it involves the emotion triggers that we have set and the reflex emotions that we have learned and so forth and on. And when I, you know, I take all of that into time that I spend in mindful states looking into myself. And I realize that if I am not true to myself, there is no truth. It doesn't go anywhere. It's not anywhere. And I surely cannot see it outside myself. So in the healing part of, you know, the high, like all of these ceremonies that I will be doing and attending, that, that you know, while it definitely is a trip of service to definitely, okay, it's, it's serving and helping the many, as well as learning and seeing all of the different things that people are into and what's going on. For me, it's also that time to where I can take time and ask myself when I do this. You know, not to tell you that after running from ceremony to ceremony and getting there on time and, you know, making sure you're keeping your word that you were going to bring certain things to make sure that, you know, it all went well and everybody got what they needed and what. There are times it's very hectic. 
and that time those times are are my learning time they're not challenges to me they're they're learning time and i catch myself talking to myself in my heart and in my mind you know you, you don't want to do it this way we're not going to take it with stress things are going to work because that's your intention so i use all these wonderful things that we're learning and what we're studying and what we base our life coaching on i have to apply that you know i have to and and i and it doesn't account for anything if i don't use it when it's needed so when you know when things when time's running out and when i you know definitely funds have gone short or whatever and there's this is this and this and i've committed to that and you know that's the test of where whether or not i'm real and and that test is for me that's not test something i can go out here make sure i impress everybody else with and yeah look at me look at me and yeah 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 you know no it's not about that it's about how do i sit in the stillness with myself I'm not particularly a person who believes in heaven and hell. Okay, as it seems to be stressed with some religions, but I I believe that how we think, live and reside in the body altar, we do either create the heaven or we create the hell. And for me, whenever I realize things are getting tight, I go to the source of where I believe and where I where I work from. And one of the prayers that I use is of myself I'm a no thing but of my creator I am all things. And I can tell you after good 55 or better years in this it always shows up. I really don't know how I'm not taking credit for it. I just know that in those moments when I just have tried and used every probability I could think of. I mean I just didn't sit down. I you know turned over every stone that i could and then things would start showing up you know uh something would happen and something that you can't you can't question it you know it's like some people say how do you know well all i can tell you is there was no other way it could have been other than intervention from the highest source of love you know what i mean it, it you couldn't and i i'm not going to go through all of the details of all that it's just there is no other explanation other than there is that wonderful force of whatever sacred space and name you call it that just just comes you have to surrender to it it's it's not it's not a failure or a defeat you know it's like you it it that it's an intelligence, I guess I'm trying to talk about. It's an intelligence that knows. You have really exercised every probability. You know, it's it's that you have not given up and you haven't relinquished. And, you, you know, you haven't laid down on the need. You're not backing off. You're not blaming. You're not finding excuses. You know, you're not looking for an out here. You're looking for some reinforcement. And it's always amazing it's amazing because after after you, it happens and it comes and you know here comes the additional help or a door opens over here that was closed before or whatever then you know when it's all done and said and you look back on it, it i just the light within me gets so huge i go through a whiteout you know what i mean it's like I I feel I feel youthful and childlike. I giggle, I laugh. 
I'm so taken by it, you know, that there's just this this love, this 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 cooperative intelligence that says, just do your best. And when you know, when you know, when I know that with everything I have and everything that I know I've done, then I know it's okay, this is where the fifty percent line is drawn and in comes the forces. And it happens because I have no intention of failing on my commitment or my word. And at that point, I'm in a place to where whatever that's going to take, I'm going to give. And that's not really easy on my my husband and, and my partner because, you know, he's a man who's been raised and taught you have to have savings and put money aside and you have to plan for old age and you have to plan for your funeral and all these things. And it's like, no, I I truly live it a day at a time. You know, and I, I put it in as much synchronization as I can and trust it. And it's supported me now for 76 years. So it it's those kind of things that when we're looking to see what's failing in relationships, why is it that we can't hold the strength and the honorability of a commitment. Why aren't you as noble and as true in trust as your word? Your handshake. You know, it's like the it, it all comes back to that. that. You know, when you look at our histories, no matter what you look at, any part of human life, it all boils down to trust, it all boils down to respect. And it's all about us individually being strong enough in who we are to make that sure and honest. And uh, you know, I hey, when I, like listening to, after sitting with myself, after all these women shared their stories and everything, and I look back over that, I I had such appreciation, such appreciation for the beauty and the women that have made up my life, and the strength, and the magnificence of what they were, and it just has been a. a an impact it has created the very fabric of what I believe that I have become in my life and I am ever so grateful for that so all of the season ceremonies have been in in effect has had some effect on all of them because that it, it keeps showing up you know it's like you you know that something major has been dropped into the situation because it just keeps you keep running into it and as I continue to find it in all the ceremonies and different locations and peoples as we're going and it comes up, I just make myself very available to learn whatever it's teaching me and for whatever it's asking of me or what what the what of it, it is. And then doing my best in that that I can. But I from that it led me recently to also hear the loneliness that's in people. And beloveds, I have a hell of a time with that. I I cannot be still at all if I look at a person and see that they're downcast and lonely. I, I don't I don't even have anything in me that can tolerate that. And it's like and and in all of that, when I say that to you, that that's not, I'm not I don't want to make that you know okay here's an attribute or here's a, a virtue. No, because a lot of times it gets me in trouble. Because somebody don't want you to get involved. They don't want to hear. You know, they don't want you in their face. They don't want. They don't want no hand. You know, they don't. They're not want, looking for a shoulder. It's just that it bothers me so much. 
I just can't stand that they believe they're alone. You know, I I see I see young people trying, you know, and working to try and get ahead in life and everything. And it's like, uh, you know, when it comes to finances or success and all the things that we look for in the financial sense of our life and the importance that we give that, um, you know, people people come to a place to where none of that's working for them and suddenly they believe they're just damned and cursed for whatever it is or whatever the many things they go through and it's like no 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 and of course i'm going to get involved in that at whatever level i can and it to me it's just you know i've shared this with many many times and probably some of you've already heard it i'll I'll have my husband stop the car or turn around if i see a person walking down the streets in that kind of that kind of energy around them it's like oh goodness me and and i truly trust um you know here's another side of this for me i trust if they've been brought to my attention if you know they happen to be on the particular route that i'm traveling then it's mine to do it, in other words it's mine to, it, it it's in my collective it's in my field and then the prayers and the work that i do and the energy that i work with i, I use that and sometimes I'm just aware that I have to actually stop and make that physical contact. And believe me, in the impact of activities that I have in my life on an everyday basis, that's saying something, you know, to think, okay, you're you're about five minutes late already and you should be there. It all works out, you know, it all works out. That when I arrive wherever I need to arrive, it's all worked out. And so I've just come to allow that, to expect that. So when I'm in the movement and, and the thick of all of the ceremonies and stuff, I see those who come that are desperate. And, uh, you know, I don't speak to some of the other elders. and I ask them if they've seen, you know, have you seen this one or that one? Some will say yes, you know. I just see that they pretty much are hoping, you know. But to me, it's so much more, and I make it. I mean, you know, it's that I I face what I teach, and that's a, this is your reality, Pierce, and that's what you're making of it. But I just can't walk away from it. You know, it's just not something that I'm okay with leaving behind, not being honorable to myself. And so I am finding a lot of that. And uh, the reason I bring it up on the show and talk to you about it is, it it seems that people. At a time when we need to be a stronger collective, that people are so inside the individual track of what they have to grow, that they forget that they're that we are each other's resources. You know, whether it's the loss, the death of, of a loved one, or an accident, or whatever. Just to know, you don't have to have the answers. You know, it's not about you know. And and I've said this a million times. How do you go up and comfort somebody when they just lost a loved one? And, that loved one is gone. I mean, you can say, you you know, I send my regards or, I, you know, whatever, whatever. My condolences. Okay, it's a polite thing we say, but in this instance, has it really stopped whatever the emotional, you know, chopper that's going on with this person? No. So just to say, you know, my heart's with you. And knowing that whether they 
used up to their good or not is whatever. It's more of the trip for us, isn't it? It's more, it's more our need to say something. And I don't see anything in our life any different. When there's a situation, we do all experience the need of ourself to do something, to, you know, make a difference, to help it go away or help it get stronger, you know, whether it's something that needs to be healed or something that's just celebrated. It, it is within the community of our heart and our minds that we reach each other in this way. And that's so, so important to what we do as a ceremonial life and the particular things we do. Each of these villages and each of these particular peoples that, you know, that hold these ceremonies and invite me in and invite me back and so forth, and they're all family. And, and here's the thing of it. Sometimes some of them don't even talk to each other, you know, but the fact that I'm there, I'm not looked at as part of this one or that one. I'm just of myself, and it's it's good. But I see I see that being like almost being emphasized, I guess is the word, in today. And with all of us that are studying all these wonderful sciences and the spirituality seekers, you know, and all of the wonderful things that we're seeing, you know, are you really looking around to see who's got kind of hanging back, you know, or who didn't attend, who didn't even come, you know, and not making it a guilt trip, but simply letting them know you care, you know, making that contact, communicating, lets them know there's no disconnection. There's no, you know, okay, so go away. No. And so just just common sense to me is just to care means to care no matter what. And whatever's going on, you know, like whether sometimes sometimes it's making sure that you share some food with somebody. Some other times it's just to share, hey, I see you, you know. You exist because I see you. Or just to say, to say, hey, I was thinking of you. And just catching up. Whatever the many things are that actually make out what part of our life is where we're going and the things that are important to us in going there. And knowing that we make a difference in other people's reality. You matter. You count. I would, I would hope, and I often find myself like a child thinking of this. If I had all the power in the world. If I had the ability to make, to change anything and everything. What would you do? I would want you all to know I love you. I would want every living human being to know that I I find them counted. I think they matter. I know there is purpose. And in that, respecting, respecting wherever that has to take them in life, just to, to make sure that we make that contact, that we're touching each other. In Facebook, you know, I get so many compliments about people saying, you send such caring and wonderful things. Yeah, a lot of people send into those particular social media, their political views, their this or that. I don't buy into it. I don't buy into it. It isn't where I want to spend my life anyway. So I, if there's something that's been meaningful and beautiful, I'd rather give you that. 
Uh, maybe it's just a passing part. Maybe you whack right on through it as you're moving through your Facebook stuff or whatever. It doesn't matter. It matters only that I sent it to you, that I want it to be a bright spot somewhere if you need it. And in that, that we all touch each other in this seasonal time, these seasons and celebrations, is the actual coming together of Ketua and the touching of each other. Reach out, you know, when you say, I wish I could be there. Well, why, why can't you be there? Why can't you go find another person? Why can't you pull two or three together and say, let's build a fire, let's make some burnt offering, let's, let's drum, let's sing, let's chant, let's, let's celebrate in the name of whatever sacred to you. All of that makes a difference. Remember, we're all energy. Energy communicates and locks into energy. So you are very much needed in anything and everything that you do. It's, it's a wonderful, happy time to look around and see the beauty. And listen, the more that we talk about the things that we have to change on this planet, it's you and I coming together that will make those changes. Not you and I becoming afraid of what they say could inevitably happen. You live each breath. You live each day. And you acknowledge it as the special gift of you being important and here at this time. Because that's what will help us make all good things. They're telling me my time is up, so I'm going to have to scoot out of here on that note. And uh, remember, as I travel through all these ceremonies, I take each and every one of you, and I, I actually make what I call the Wheel of Humanity, and I bring my Wheel of Humanity into my part of the ceremony. That means you. And whether your face is part of my memory, your heart is part of what I feel. So you be strong and carry yourself well, and I'll be talking to you next week. Meanwhile, as I said, all good things. This is Parisha, your host of Windows in Your Mind. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me. I value you in your time. So I say to you, Olama Aliyaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com com slash forward and it's v-e-n period p-a period r-i-s period h-a and make sure that you share what you want to say and share your stuff and I look so forward to that so until then know we are blessed see you soon Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.